All right, I got to talk about drivers. Now, again, I'm a Brit, so I'm not one to talk. Everybody knows where I'm from. You know, traffic lights are a suggestion. Here is my thing, though. It's not so much about the speed or if you obey a stop sign or any of that. Here's my thing. These people that are driving and they think that while they are driving, they got to do like 15 other things. Knock it off. I mean, really? Come on. I mean, you are driving. This is not the time that you need to go setting for your cell phone. This is not the time to put on makeup or to, you know, send a reply to a text message or a chat or whatever. And, you know, I'm a little bit wrapped up about this. And the reason why I am wrapped up about this was because, you know, recently I got into an accident. And now half of my face looks like half of the Phantom of the Opera. You know, it's a nice black, blue and purple colour. And the reason for that is because a gentleman was getting on the highway and he had dropped his cell phone. And he had to pick his cell phone up because he was expecting a text from a woman that he had been talking to. Now, never mind that him going to reach for his cell phone caused a semi to swerve into me, sending me rolling over into the median. Never mind that, you know, he had delayed my travels. Because again, you know, we all have plans in life. We, you know, we've all got stuff going on. Me personally, I was heading to pick up my truck from the shop after it had had some things installed on it. And, you know, keeping in mind, had I had my truck, I probably would have fared a lot better than I did in the rental truck. Toyota trucks do not have my vote for anything. So... But I was on my way to do that, and then I had to go pick up my other half Sigourna, or as I called him, Mystery Gorna. So, you know, I had things that I had to do that day. I had not planned on, you know, going to the hospital, not once but twice, because when I went to the hospital the first time, it was a very small hospital. And when I called my boss and told him that I would not be in to work on Monday due to my accident, he said that I went to a hospital in the middle of nowhere and they would not know a concussion if you beat them over the head with the definition. So I had to go to my hospital and be examined, which I did. And, but again, all of my plans and everything I was doing got put on hold and I was not able to do them all because this guy was expecting a text from a girl he had been talking to and he did not want to miss that text. This is the chain reaction for which he set off. Now, I will say this, at least the man said he was sorry. Because had he not said he was sorry and he gave his excuse, I probably would have lost my mind. But, you know, he, you know, I'll give him that. He did say that he was sorry and he apologized and, you know, he, you know, kept checking and making sure that I was okay. But it drove me crazy and it's still driving me crazy. I've had to miss picking up the iguana. I have had to delay my life on starting my new job because 
you know, I have a severe concussion, so therefore I cannot be at work until the concussion has settled down some. Which, unfortunately, there is no medication to do that. It just takes time. So I have had to hit a giant pause button in my life. Because this man was expecting a text message. Really? Alright, you people have got to realise that no text message in the world is worth causing a chain reaction like this man caused. And you're like, oh, well, this is an isolated incident. No, this is not an isolated incident. These things happen every single day. That's why you see so many states across the United States saying, you know what, no texting and driving. We're doing away with it. It's, you know, it's now illegal. We can pull you over. We can write you a ticket, whatever. Because why you people think, hey, I can send a text message real quick. No, you cannot. You know, these people just kill me because they think they can text or they can put on... They need to get me started on makeup. You women that are sitting in your car in the morning putting on makeup. If you do not have time to do it at home, don't bloody do it. You know, you women sitting there at the red lights putting on your makeup. And then the light turns green. You continue to put on your makeup. You have your mirror down. You are focused at your mirror looking at, your, looking at yourself putting on your makeup. You're not paying attention to the road. You're not paying attention to what's going on around you. You're not paying attention to anything other than how your makeup looks. What happens if you smack into somebody and, you know, you end up injuring them? Now you caused an injury to another person all because you didn't wake up early enough to put on your makeup. I mean... You know, we really and truly have to really stop and think about how our actions affect other people. You know, like, nothing happened to this guy. I am sure he is already back at work and, you know, he's just thinking, oh, okay, well, my insurance company is going to have to pay out a lot of money and, oh, you know, on top of that, you know, my insurance rates are going to go up. That's all he's thinking the consequences are. He's not thinking of the consequences of... He, I've had to put stuff in my life on pause because of his actions. But I do have to say kudos to the semi-driver because let me tell you something. That semi-driver had some skills on him. Because here is, here is the accident for which occurred. This man was coming on the on-ramp. There was only two lanes of traffic. So as he is coming on the on-ramp, you know, he swerves over without paying attention. Well, the semi is in the right lane. Now, the semi truck driver sees this. And instead of having this guy run into basically his back tire, he knows he can't speed up, so he swings, he thought he would, and, you know, to the semi driver's credit, you know, he thought that he had enough clearance between me and him. So he swung his trailer a little bit so that this guy would not run into his back tire and cause a worse accident. Because had this guy run into his back tire, then he basically, he would have been dead. And again, over a text message. 
Unfortunately, though, the semi-driver did not have enough clearance between me and him when he swung his trailer. And he ended up knocking me, you know, onto the side of the truck into the median. Which, again, Toyota trucks are very top-heavy. So if you do get in a situation like that, just be prepared to roll. That's all I can say, because that is one top-heavy truck. So it's like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm looking at this accident. And of course, you know, I'm laying there in the truck, initially after it happened, and I'm thinking to myself, why? You know, and because again, I did not see the car initially. You know, when this all happened, you know, I'm laying there and I'm thinking, why did this happen? What is going on with that semi-truck driver? And then that's when finally, when, you know, fire got there and EMS. And let me tell you something, firefighters, you need to be a little less happy to use the jaws of life. Okay? Sometimes just asking somebody if they can stand up is all you need to do. You do not need to get the jaws of life out. This firefighter was really happy that he thought he got to use the jaws of life. I mean, this man was like elatedly happy that he thought he was going to use the jaws of life. Somebody needs to get that man a hobby. <laughs> but, so as, you know, I'm being pulled out of this and, you know, I'm getting the details from the police officer who, by the way, had a really twisted sense of humor, but, you know, I got to give him kudos for that one first responders, emergency room, you know, staff, we all have twisted senses of humor and it comes honestly. Do our job for a while and you'll have a twisted sense of humor too. But, you know, I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing everything that has transpired and I'm, I'm still in my head wondering why. So the police officer is kind enough to fill in the blanks. He goes, oh, well, this happened. And this and this and this. Okay, now I get it. So the semi-truck, you know, I was thinking he was at fault. But then I learned, no, he was not at fault. It was this guy trying to answer his cell phone, basically. Or make sure he did not miss a text message. So he didn't want to miss a text message. So my life had to be impacted due to that. And through all of this... You know, my other half, who, you know, I love very much, who, you know, he's away right now at school. He has decided in his career that he wants to yell at people now. Just a joke. But he wants to, you know, be a drill sergeant now. Or, you know, a drill instructor, excuse me. So, you know, he wants to be a drill instructor. And there's nothing wrong with that. I fully support him in his career change. You know, I think it's an awesome change that he's making. But, you know, he has to be at school right now. And we all know with the military, when you get your orders, your orders are your orders. And you do not divert from them short of somebody dying. And it better be somebody that they deem important. So, he cannot be with me right now. He has to be at school. And I know that weighs on him. You know, even given my medical training and knowledge and everything else, I know it weighs on him that he's not with me right now. And, you know, that just sucks. So, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so this is weighing on him. Not that I wanted to tell him, but I had to tell him because I did not get a chance to go pick up Mr. Iguana. And I would have figured sooner or later he would find out that I did not go get Mr. Iguana. 
and he would wonder why I did not go get Mr. Iguana. So, and on top of which, you know, my, one of my brothers, you know, found out because I, without faking, you know, sent my niece a picture because my niece was working on a sketch. She's taking up sketching now, which is, you know, more power to her. Normally she sketches flowers or fruit, things like that, but now she's trying people. So she wanted to sketch my face. So I said, okay. So I sent her a picture and without thinking, I took a live what I look like at that point in time picture. And that's when she saw my face. And of course, naturally, she shows her father, who is my brother. My brother then gets on the phone and calls me and asks me what happened. I told him what happened. He calls the rest of my brothers. I have six brothers, by the way. No, I did not date at all while I was growing up. So, now all six of my brothers know who all six of my brothers live across the pond. I am the only one who has chosen to live in the States. They say I'm the black sheep. So, I'm, you know, I'm the oddball. So, my brother who finds this out immediately gets on a plane and comes to the States. And why does he get on the plane and come to the States? Because they're all worried about me. So, I say that and say this. So he does not think that the hospital did a good enough job checking me out. So he takes me back to the hospital. I kid you not when I tell you this. So away we go back to my hospital when, you know, my boss walks in and, you know, he immediately starts quizzing my boss of what makes him say that, you know, he's, never mind, this is the man who is the chief of trauma. You know, you think he knows his job. So anyway, so my brother starts demanding that a neurologist look at me and an optometrist look at me and the list goes on and on. So they were like, fine, you know, we'll have the neurologist come in and talk to you and, you know, make sure there's, and there's nothing wrong. You know, I had gone to just a headache to having, you know, my headache was much worse. I had double vision going on, but these are all, these are all spinoffs from a concussion. You know, these are all things that can stem from having a concussion, whether it's a mild one or a severe one. So anyway, so as I am sitting there in the hospital, just with my face in my hands, because I'm sitting there going, good Lord, when did my life get like this? You know, and then my brother goes, well, I think we need to shove her in an MRI. Keep in mind, my brother is not a medical professional. He flies planes for a living. Well, we used to fly planes for a living. Now he flies them commercially for a living. So, he's like, well, we need to put her in an MRI. Because my wife says that she needs to have an MRI done on her brain. Yes. And here's why my brother is not a medical professional. I have mechanical heart valves and a pacemaker. Put me in. I will not even go in the same room with an MRI machine. Just in fear that somebody might turn that damn thing on. And every piece of metal that is in my heart and in my chest will come flying out. Yes, I know. It's a bit of a stupid fear, but it is my fear. You know, when you have enough medical objects keeping your heart beating, you tend not to roll the dice. 
So, you know, I told my brother, I was like, I cannot get in an MRI machine. He goes, well, why not? I said, because it will rip everything out of my heart that is keeping me alive. He goes, oh, well, we don't want to do that. Really? So, you know, they did, after, you know, spending several hours at the hospital, exhausting hours, I might add you, you know, they figured out, yes, I do have a bit more mild of a concussion. I got two tiny spots on my brain where there is a little bit of swelling going on, but it looks like it's, you know, subsiding on its own, which is a great thing. There's still no bleeding or anything else, and the side of my face still looks like the Phantom of the Opera. You know, I've got a white pasty side, and a side that's like black, blue, and purple. So, it's like one of these things where it's like, I'm going, okay, all over reaching down over a cell phone. So, this is my message. To those who roll out of the bed late, or just procrastinate in the morning... You know what? Wait until you get wherever you're going. Put on your makeup there. Return your text messages, your emails, whatever. Return them when you get parked in a parking lot somewhere. You know, these people who... Who do 10,000 things. And they think that they can drive efficiently and do these 10,000 things. No, you cannot. To the people on their cell phone, hang up. It is not that important. I am sure whoever this woman was, she could have waited the 15 minutes until he got from one exit to another to answer whatever it is she sent. So all you people that think that you've got to have your cell phone in hand and you've got to reply right away, set the damn thing down. Drive from point A to point B. When you get to point B, simply explain to the person that you were driving. If they do not understand the fact that you did not answer them right away because you were driving, this is probably not a person that you want in your life permanently. This is me. <laughs> You know, and to all you people that think that you can do all these multiple things while you drive, you cannot. Stop relying on a car's technology to tell you when something's on the side of you or, you know, in front of you or behind you. Actually, open your eyes, pay attention to what's around you. It will save somebody's life, it will save your life. Not only will it save a life, but sometimes when you're driving around and you've got your face buried in your phone, you can miss some of the most beautiful sights around. Or sometimes you'll just see something off the wall crazy. But either way, if you've got your face buried in your phone or putting on your makeup, you're going to miss it. So stop paying attention to the 10,000 things you can do at another point in time and focus on driving. Save your life, save somebody else's life. It's better all the way around.